Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. This is step number four in the five-part series. If you are interested in saving your time, getting more results, and eliminating your frustrations, pay attention. This episode is going to be vitally important. Let's go. Welcome to the Russell Westcott Podcast, helping real estate investors like you acquire the inspiration, knowledge, and skills that you need to start, grow, and scale the real estate investing portfolio of your dreams. All right. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Sure hope you are enjoying this in-depth five-part series on my podcast where we're actually going to teach you something. You know what? I love the interviews and I love listening to other people's podcasts. But you know, sometimes one of the problems with listening to other people with other podcasts that I find, especially the ones that all that is, you know, that they do is the interview, I find it a little bit too passive. Um, I find it a little bit you know, that you don't learn a lot. Like, don't get me wrong, they're inspiring and I love the stories and, you know, I love um, getting the good positive messages um, and listening to them and getting them out myself. But sometimes you just want to roll up your sleeves and you just want to really just learn some tactical how-tos. That has been what the intention has been on this five-part series. So this one we're going to dive into is part four. And this one we're going to do, to dive into is the qualification of investment partners. If you nail this part of the process, if you master this part of the process of working with investment partners, you will eliminate, virtually eliminate your frustration. You will also save your time instead of dealing with, you know, dead end leads and people that just won't move forward and just no, no matter what you say or do, or no matter what you present, they will just probably not move forward. If you understand how to qualify people and quickly qualify people in a genuine and authentic way of making sure that you help them move forward, okay? If you understand this and you master this process, truly the, you have just discovered the combination to the vault. If you understand how to qualify people to help people moving forward on with their financial dreams, the world is your oyster and you do have the combination to the vault. Okay, so in this one, um, I dive headfirst into a couple things. We talk a lot about um, how to make sure it's a win-win transaction. We talk about the serve negotiation principles. And then we also do, I also do a role play. And it's tough to do a role play when you're by yourself talking on a camera to a, to a, on a live broadcast. But I tried my best to just kind of walk you through the questions, walk you through a lot of the typical answers, walk you through how I almost do improv on feeding off of whatever they provide is what I build off of. You think you'll thoroughly enjoy this segment of the process and it'll be one that you will come back to off, often because the better you get at what I'm about to teach you, the better you will get at raising capital and the more money you will attract to your business and you will save yourself time and eliminate the frustration. Now, once again, guys, I'm going to remind you, this was taken from a live broadcast, um, challenged the editing team to do a really good nimble job with the edits and cut out all the irrelevant pieces of um, the edits. And I think they did a fantastic job. Um, this is just pure gold, all meat, no potatoes, if you will, in this process of uh of being able to qualify our investment partners. So, you know what, I could go on and on, but I think we do a really good job of setting it up. So thoroughly, you will thoroughly enjoy this one. 
and you will come back often. Okay, talk to you soon, guys. And make sure, oh, hang on, before I run off, make sure you stick around right to the very end because I have a gift. I think I have two gifts to offer for you here. So make sure you listen to the whole thing. And there are a couple downloads and a couple gifts for you to help you master this process. Okay, let's get after it. help you guys bust through one of the scariest parts of this whole process of real estate. Now, I have the honor and the pleasure of talking with real estate investors truly on a day-to-day basis from coast to coast and even down into the U.S. Uh, quite a more requests are coming in. And every one of you have dreams. Every one of you have aspirations. Each and every one of you have goals to build a lifestyle by design, by lifestyle of what you want to accomplish. And you know what? Capital is required to do that. And many of you, if you're watching this, you guys are interested in using real estate to uh, help you get forward. Now, in order to use real estate to acquire enough assets in order to move forward to create the lifestyle you want, you're going to need access to capital. And that's what we're going to dive into today. And we're going to have a really good conversation today. The conversation is going to be like this. It's going to be focused around the most scariest part of the process for many of you. Now, for some of you having that conversation with another person about the capital and the money and investing with you, for some of you, that you're, it's old hat, right? That, that part of the presentation or that part of the process, you just sit there, bring it on. Give me those things. I could have those all day long. But that's not the norm. That's, that's actually the exception. I have the conversations with real estate investors truly on a day-to-day basis, and it comes up something like this. Well, I don't feel I have, what what do I have to offer to somebody? Oh, geez, I'm not an expert. How uh, How do I ask somebody else for money? How do I have that conversation for money? I don't have all the answers myself. A lot of those conversations come up between this year and this year. And an early mentor of mine once said, and his name is Dan Kennedy, and I'm going to mention Dan Kennedy's name a couple times um, throughout this presentation. And truly, and I'm going to give you guys this as just a a reframe, is truly in the land of the blind, the one-eyed person is royalty. Think about that for a second. For most of you, you have vision of even just, even if you had vision with just one eye, most people are totally blind out there in the marketplace right now. Totally blind in uh, the actions they're taking. Totally blind in the plan that they've done. If you guys have just even watched the first video in this series about how to put together a plan, whether you agree with my plan or not, that's irrelevant. But if you actually even just had a plan, you would be further ahead than probably 95% of the people that are out there. Now, what you can do is you can be an inspiration and you can be an encouragement and you can help people. Um, you can help people move forward by you sharing with them your plan. And more importantly, what's the plan for them? That's the most important part we're going to get into here today. So we're going to dive headfirst into, I'm a firm believer in and if you really want to move forward, the best way to move forward is actually do the scariest stuff first. Each day, if you have on your list of things to do, scary things, if in each day on your list you have a list of things that you that are difficult to do and you're going to lean into those, you will build the muscle. You will, over time, be able to overcome anything that's thrown your way. Okay, so as always, guys, I've shared with this at the beginning, is this is truly, it's my perspective. This is how I view this. I'm not saying I'm right. And I'm not saying other people are wrong. I'm just telling you, here's how I view this process through the lenses that I look at. Now, just to give us some perspective on lenses, um, I've been doing this for almost two decades now. 
um, millions of dollars of transactions. I've seen tens of thousands, tens if not hundreds, you know, I don't know hundreds of thousands, but definitely tens of thousands of people that have gone through a process that I've helped or been able to show them a process of doing this. I've seen what works. I've seen what doesn't work. And what I'm here to just do is share with you my perspective of what I believe works in today's marketplace. And I'll tell you what, um, by the results of the the community within the Raising Capital Academy, the results are speaking for themselves. Each and every one of them are moving forward within their business and helping others along the way. But here I am, this is probably um, the one slide I'm gonna quickly gloss over the quickest. Hi, I'm Russell Westcott. I help real estate investors start, grow, and scale the real estate investing portfolio of your dreams. Okay, so let's dive into this. So last week, we identified four building blocks of raising capital. So let's just do a real quick recap. Let's just back it up, back the bus up, just beep, 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 beep. Sorry, that's that's about as funny as I'm going to get here, guys. So we're just going to back the bus up here a little bit with some of a quick recap. So in part one of the process, what we did, we went through, sorry, we went through and we built you a plan. We built you a plan of how you can accomplish a goal of maybe building a $1.8 million asset base that'll generate $92,000 a year for you. That's just a plan. And the cool thing about that plan is if it was too small, you had zeros. If it was too large, you take zeros off. Okay, so it was customizable for each and every one of you. So if you have no idea what I'm talking about that plan, check out on my Facebook page, my business, my, my profile page, and you'll be able to get a link to that first step of the process. So then after we built a plan, we then went through what are some of the things that can stop you? What are some of the things that are going to get in your way? What are some of the things that you will have to overcome? And I identified the acronym. I identified five things that will get in your way. First one is lack of team. Second one is time. The second one is your education level. The third one is your attitude mindset. And the last one is the money. And that's what we're now diving into is the money part. And I've broken the money part into a four-step process here as well. because arguably it's one of the ones that is the biggest stumbling blocks for people, okay? So what I'm gonna give to you over the next, uh, so last week, this week, and then probably over two more weeks, I'm gonna give to you guys the four building blocks of raising capital. So building block number one is that you wanna create leads. Last week, we went in depth into how do you generate a lead? Where do you get these people from? Who are these people? The ideal avatar. How do you position yourself in front of them? How do you then uh, align yourself with the key influencers of who controls their attention? So create leads was step one. Today, we're going to talk about amplifying their interest. It's a fancy word, amplify their interest for essentially qualifying, qualifying people. So people have said that they're interested. Now, how do you qualify these leads? Then the next part after that is if you've got a qualified lead of somebody who's interested, how do you structure an offer? And then the last step of the process is how do you close on the deal? How do you hustle and close? So guys, C-A-S-H. What does that spell? It spells cash. That's what our goal here is to help you raise some cash for your real estate business, to help you move forward, to buy more properties, to eventually get to the lifestyle decisions and choices that you're looking for. We have somebody that's come in that's expressed an interest. Now, how do you qualify that person? Like, there's an awful lot of people that will say, yeah, I'd like to do this. I'm interested in what you're talking about. What you're talking about, Russ, man, that sounds so fantastic. Count me in. And then when you actually start having a conversation, very few people actually qualify. Okay, but how do you cut to the chase? Because here's what can happen. You can go out there and make a lot of noise within real estate, uh, property values and what you're doing and all the, the no and all the wonderful actions you're taking. And you'll get a lot of people come to you and maybe you get leads that just aren't qualified. 
And what they end up doing is they'll end up just sucking all your time out. They'll just take all your time away. So I, I have devised a process on how to authentically, how to have the conversation, how to help move people forward, to how to cut to the chase. Really, bottom line is really just cut to the chase on what you're doing here as well. So what we're going to talk about is qualification. All right. So here's the first acronym that I'm going to get everybody to write down. I actually have two, sorry, three acronyms. The first one is CASH. The second one is TRIED in the tried and true. And then the third one is DAWN, D-A-W-N. So those are the three acronyms from my core training that I'm going to share with you guys here today. Okay, so what we're going to talk about here is the tried and true qualification process. So step one in the tried and true, when you meet somebody, or let's say you put it out on Facebook, that man, closing days upcoming, I uh, can't believe another property. We're actually closing two weeks early on our next beautiful project in Kingston, Ontario. And I can't believe, uh, thank you guys for the entire team and everybody really galvanized together on this project. Can't wait to see how this all turns out. So that was maybe a Facebook post you put out there. Then lo and behold, somewhere in there, you know, Uncle Alan maybe was looking over in the Facebook books and go, well, you know, you know, Jimmy, uh, I didn't know you. Tell me about this real estate place you're buying in Kingston. Let's have a conversation. Right. So that's the first step is we want to make sure that you identify the temperature. OK, that's what the T stands for in tried and true is the temperature. What is the temperature of the person? Are they a cold lead? Are they a warm lead or are they a hot lead? OK, and for most of you, you're probably in a position right now that you're not working with an awful lot of leads. Maybe you have a dozen leads. Maybe you have 20 leads. Maybe you have 30 at the most. Um, I would eventually like for you guys to get to a professional rank. And I'll tell you, one of the things that separates an amateur from a professional, in my personal opinion, is typically when you need to start investing into a CRM customer response management system. I have a CRM database where I track people on where they're going through the process. Each through each one of these gates, I track people exactly every conversation I have. I track the emails that go out. I track the actions that people take, whether they're uh, interested in uh, a training program I have, but more importantly, whether if they're interested in investing with me, alongside me in one of the projects I'm doing. So guys, but here's the thing is I'm not going to freak you out if you're sitting there, oh, but Russ, I don't have a CRM database. I train people and one of the most um, valued members of our Raising Capital Academy, Mr. Thomas Beyer, who's contributed multiple content pieces. So I think at his peak, he had a, like 1,100 properties for, I think it was in his, my conversation with him, if I'm, I might be mistaken about the years, but I think he used, it was almost like four or five years that he tracked this in just an Excel spreadsheet. That's it. Okay, on just an Excel spreadsheet of people's names. And when he picked up a business card, he would just keep reaching out to him and just keep qualifying and keep having conversations. And when he said to me was very poignant once was if somebody's not ready today, doesn't mean they're not going to be ready in six years and just keep following up and just keep following up and keep following up with people. Okay, so what the first thing you need to do is when you maybe have got first contact is identify the temperature of where that person's at. The next thing you want to do, here's a here's a key truism is. Only work with people that have raised their hand, okay? Don't work with somebody who, who's not really interested. They have to actually, they have to take the first step to approach you. And here's a, a quick analogy and a story that I'm going to share with you. And this one was shared with, um, I heard this one from Sean Stevenson, um, the late Sean Stevenson. Uh, who's, uh, I think he was called the, 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 tall, uh, the four foot giant, okay? He was somebody that would be on Tony Robbins stages and different things like that. But he shared a story of, of the following is, sometimes everybody, everybody says they want to be helped, but not everybody is willing to do what it takes to be helped. 
Okay, and here's the analogy he used. Okay, so let's imagine you have um, a, a rescue helicopter, and your rescue helicopter is being able to invest in real estate and being able to help people with their financial futures. That's your rescue helicopter. And out in the ocean, there are people that are just floundering around. They're just, I'm drowning, I'm drowning, I don't know what I'm doing, I have no idea. And they're just splashing around, splashing around, and they're, they're just floundering out in the ocean. But you got a helicopter, and you're going out to help people, and you're going out to rescue people out there. Um, here's the question is, on your helicopter, you only have room for five people, and in the water, there's 500 people. Who do you save first? Like, who do you truly save first? Like, who are the people that you do? Because honestly, if all 500 of those, you tried to save all 500 of those people, of those people in the water drowning, they would take down the helicopter. So here's the answer to that. And this is what Sean Stevenson shared in this wonderful story, was the people that you help first are the people that actually start swimming towards you. The people actually have to start making the effort to swim towards the off to your helicopter, and then you help those people. And then you know what happens? When people are swimming towards you and you help them, all of a sudden other people in the water are going, they're floundering around, they're still going, oh, I'm just drowning, I'm drowning, I'm drowning. Then all of a sudden they sit there and they go, well, well, what's, what are they doing over there? They're swimming over towards that helicopter. Hey, that helicopter might actually be the answer. And then all of a sudden more people start swimming towards the helicopter. Then what you do is after you've saved the first five people, what do you do? You help them and then you go back and you get a bigger helicopter. And then you now start helping 25 people, then 50 people, then 100 people, 500 people. And that's how you start growing. But you have to make sure that the people actually have to take the time to swim towards you. Those are the people that you help first. Hope you guys enjoyed that story. Now, another wonderful story. So that's the first one we talked about is people's temperature. Are they hot, warm, hot, warm or cold? Okay, where they fall. The next one is they have to raise their hand and they have to start swimming towards you. Okay, those are the first two. The next one you want to do in the tried and true qualification process is you have to identify readiness. Okay, you have to identify how ready these people are to work with you. Now, I'm going to, I'm going to tell this story. I, I shared a name earlier of Dan Kennedy. Fantastic um, direct response uh, copywriter. Probably one of the OGs uh, when it came to direct response marketing. Just a phenomenal trainer. And I learned an awful lot from Dan Kennedy way back in the day, many, many layers deep into Dan Kennedy's funnel. Um, he shared a story about the following, is sometimes you need to identify uh, when prospects and leads are porcupines in heat. Now, for some of you are going, Russell, oh, what are you talking about, Russell? Now, hear me for a second. Here's what it is. A porcupine, a female porcupine in, an, in a 12-month in a period, in, in a year period, is only in heat for 8 to 12 hours a year, okay? They're only to being able to, re to procreate and, and mate during an 8 to 12-hour window per year. So here's the thing is, the male porcupines better learn to recognize the signals of when the females are ready to mate or else the species will die. Okay, so here's what I'm trying to say with you is not that you're going to mate with your with your investment partners, but here's the thing. If an investment partner is ready right now, move quickly, move forward. Don't dilly-dally around. Make an offer. Close quickly. Go as fast as possible, right? So that's what you need to first identify. But here's the thing. Most people, when you're having this conversation with people, will not be ready right now, which then leads us into the next part of the tried and true is that you have to encourage and you have to nurture 
all your leads, okay? That's where most people uh, um, are fall in, is what is your process and what is the, the way you encourage people and you nurture your leads along until they are ready to work with you. Within all the investment partners I've worked with, I've had, I tr- I have had probably one, two, I have three, I had three that were ready within almost a, a couple meetings, but they came from uh, very well qualified referrals and I was able to help them out along pretty quickly. But most of the people that you will meet will fall into an encouraging and nurturing part of the process. So we talked about the first part of the tried and true process for qualification. Step, the T stands for their temperature. Are they a hot, warm or cold? Do you rank them? Like, do you have a CRM or in your spreadsheet or how you track people or even just in your Google calendar or Google contacts? Do you put in there their temperature of their readiness to invest with you? R stands for that they've raised their hand, that they're willing to start moving towards you. The I stands for you've identified readiness. The E stands for that you have an encouragement and a nurturing campaign. And then the next step is that we're going to talk about is a discovery session. This is the bulk of today's training is we're going to talk about the discovery session. Like, how do you have that conversation with people? But I needed to give you guys some of the pre, the upfront context in order to give this to you. I never, ever, ever have a conversation with anybody in discovery conversation. And I never, ever, ever present an opportunity to anybody until I know uh, if they're a hot, warm or cold lead. I, I know they're, if they're ready to move forward. I know if they need encouragement or nurturing. I know these things in advance. And eventually, let's say somebody comes through the funnel and they're now at a point where I need to have a discovery session with these. Ideally, I want to have the discovery session in person if I can. If it's not in person, I will uh, do it over Zoom, like maybe what we're doing right now. I'll do it on online or over telephone is the worst case. But you know what? I'm OK with doing that. If it's, if it's on the telephone, end of the day, we want to have the discovery session. But most times I want to do it in person. If somebody has passed those funnel filters and passed all those checks and that, like, I'm going to take the time and meet with them. Absolutely take the time with meet with them. Okay, so here's what we're going to do here today is we're going to talk about this discovery session. And I'm going to give you guys um, a success formula. I'm going to give you guys the magic questions. I'm going to give you guys the process of doing. And then even what it, here's. I have an entire checklist and I have the questions. I have a script that I've developed here. And you know what? Would you guys like to have this script? Would anyone like to have this script of how I do this? I, I honestly, I pull this script out every time I have a discovery session with people. So um, if any of you are interested in getting this checklist and this script, um, stick around to the end. I can share it with you. I'll share it with you. So here's another acronym. Remember, there was three acronyms. Cash. Okay. Tried. And now Dawn, so here's what I always envision of my discovery sessions I have with real estate investors, people that are interested in and working with me, I always want to awaken them at dawn, D-A-W-N, D-A-W-N, awaken them at dawn. I need to awaken them to the idea of working with me. Okay, so before we do, I have one quick note that I'm going to share with everybody here. This is probably, if you guys don't remember anything that I talked to you about, this is the most important part of what I'm going to share with you here today is the intention matters. It truly matters about what your intention is. If your intention is when you're having these discovery sessions on how am I going to sell this person and how are they going to invest with me and what can I get from this? If your intention is that you will fail, it truly is. You will fail. Okay. 
the intention of this needs to be is that you need to come at it from a standpoint as how are you to able to help this person? How are you able to serve? How are you able to help this person move forward with their financial goals and their dreams? And you're just a vehicle and a bridge to help them get there. Okay, that's the intention. Now, I'm going to share a real quick story with you. And, and I, I believe in, in our actions dictate more than our words. When I have conversations with investors, um, I will bring it up right up the bat that I tell people quite, quite quickly in the process is, guys, do you know that you probably could do this yourself? I will, I will tell that to people in advance. I need somebody to tell me that they want me to do the work and want me to do that. If somebody even in the back of their mind has the attitude that they uh, can do this themselves, I, they're not going to be a good partner for me, right? If somebody believes that they can do this, what value am I bringing? Okay, so I just have that, I will have that conversation early, very early. And, and what I will tell people is I will tell them, I said, guys, my intention here, 100%, and these are usually the first words out of my mouth when I have these discovery sessions. My intentions for you is to help you move forward with the right opportunity that makes sense for you. If that means that you are going to do it yourself, that's okay. If you'd like to work with me, that's wonderful too. But my intention is for you to move forward what's best for you. Okay, so those are the words. Guys, if you if you listen to that, do you see how I'm making eye contact and do you see how clear I was at? Because I have that conversation all the time with people and it's 100% true. And now let me back that up with a story. So on one of my recent transactions and recent deals, uh, working with a money partner, um, expressed an interest, Russ, I want to work with you. Great. I love what you're talking about. You know, I like the cut of your jib. Let's go. All the things I talked about, we get right down to, right down to I even went out, I got my, my property source to go find, source me a property. And I found a, I found a really juicy one. Like this was amazing opportunity. It was a garage suite of property in some, in this area where I'm looking, garage suite of properties are actually quite rare. Corner lot, lots of parking, garage suite, fantastic price point. It was a, it was a sweetheart of a deal. Okay, so I put all that together, put an entire package together, presented it to the person, and they just loved it. And I said, okay, now go go away, think about it, go talk with your partner, and then we'll have another conversation after. So we're having the next conversation, and they come back, and let me just use the person's name, we'll, we'll call him Eddie. Let's call him Ed, okay? Ed comes back, and I was just sensing something in our conversation. I was just sitting there, and I was sensing an energy that he wasn't moving forward the way he was upon previous conversation. And I said, Ed, what's going on? And he goes, you know what, he goes, Russ, I think I want to do this myself. I think I'm going to learn the most of the process if I actually go through this and I actually go and do all this myself. And I said, no problem. I, remember, I don't have attachment if you work with me or not or do a deal with me. My attachment is what you do what's best for you. That's what I'm attached to. Um, now, at that point, I could have made a decision. I could have just said, Ed, good luck. See you later, right? Uh, sayonara, Auntie sayonara, Auntie Laura, right? Let's, let's move, you know, go forward. Or here's what I did. I said, okay, Ed, if you truly, if you want to move forward, if you're serious about moving forward, what I will do for you is this property that I sourced, that I went to my own personal team to do, that I bundled up and I put into an entire presentation, you can buy it. Take it. Go ahead. Take it. I'll let you close on this property if you want it. And He's going, really, you do that? And I said, 100%. Remember, my intention was to serve you and do what's best for you. That was my intention, okay? And if I'm sitting there holding back things, I'll go find another place. I'll go find another investor. I have no problem. My intention, 100%, is to serve you. I digress. But here's the main thing that I want you guys to understand. 100% is your intention is the most important thing. And it's not the intention for you. It's the intention for them. Okay, I'll get off my little soapbox here for a second. Hopefully I'm not preachy, preachy too much. 
Okay, so remember, awaken your investors at dawn. So here's the thing, and I actually have to go back to my checklist. That's what checklists are for. We review these checklists all the time. So the first thing I need to know from my investment partners is some of their details, right? I need to know where they live, where they work. I know, need to know some of their job things, that they're married, you know, available uh, other investments. These are all kind of things that I have. I just have a checklist and I start going down. Like I don't sit there and go, how long have you been at this job? Do you own your own home? Is there a mortgage? Right, I don't do that. I actually enjoy, we have a conversation. And usually if I get a chance, I will meet them at their place. So that's the first thing is I want to talk to them about some of their details. I just need to know some top line details about how they're going to do. Then the next thing I want to do is I want to talk about their ability to move forward. I also want to know their timelines, okay? If they're sitting there and going, yeah, Russ, I have a, I have a payout coming that, uh, from insurance and it's coming in 18 months from now. Well, they're not ready today, okay? So I'm gonna go through and I keep, we'll go through the process, but they're just not ready today. Their ability and their timeline is not gonna line up with maybe an opportunity I have. Now, just imagine this for a second. Let's say I didn't, I took all the time and put together this big giant presentation that took me hours and hours and hours and engaged with my realtor and got an offer accepted and did all this kind of stuff. And then I came back and I presented to this person. They said, oh man, I love it, it's great oh, it's just not going to work for us because I don't have my insurance payment yet for probably another 18 months. Huh. So that's why I don't present opportunities until I actually have this conversation. So we have a thing about, we want to talk about the amount of money that they want to have, they invest into deals. I also want to find out maybe what's their benchmark return that they're looking for. What do they have as other investment opportunities? What are they currently getting right now? One of the important things I need to find out very quickly is, is the money going to come from what source? Is it coming from equity? Is it coming from, um, from an RSP, which completely changes the, changes the strategy? Is it coming from a line of credit? Is it coming from a gift? Where's the money coming from? Because the source is really important. That's one of the things I want to do. And I just truly just go through down the checklist right here. Um, one of the most important questions I need for them to be able to tell me is, are they able to qualify for a mortgage? That's one of the most important things I need to find out. Uh, do you have any issues about qualifying for more, more mortgages? Go, oh, no. Well, geez, you know, I would like to, but, uh, you know, I've just had that little bit of challenge a few years ago. I probably can't qualify for a mortgage. One of the things that I'm looking for in the, the transaction is I need mortgage qualification. That's one of the things I look for. So that's just how I'm qualifying them to find out their ability to move forward. So that's the, then the next one is arguably the most important, the W in the Dawn formula of Awaken Your Investors at Dawn is their why. Why do they want to work with you? This is the most important part of this. Now I have three asterisks, three asterisks, three asterisks <laughs> beside it, meaning that I'm going to take a deep dive into this one here uh, on this, because this is the question that will come up all the time is, how do I get the people's whys? Like, how do I truly get the people's whys? And I will go through that in depth with you. Okay. And then the last one is next steps. The N stands for next step. So what are the details? What are their ability and timelines? What is their reason why? And what are the next steps? That's the Dawn formula to qualify your investors. Now, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to walk you through by a live demonstration, a live demonstration about, and I'm going to make some of this stuff up on the fly, and I'm just going to completely just riff on this. And guys, by all means, review it, watch it again, watch it again, download the checklist, see how I did on this checklist. But here's the, what I'm going to do is I'm going to walk you through a process and a conversation to get to people's why, why they want to move forward. Okay, 
So part first is I always want to start with what I would call future pacing questions. Now, this is a concept I learned from Dan Sullivan with uh, Strategic Coach. Dan Sullivan is just a master and a brilliant person about this whole process about, you know, how, how to have future pacing questions. Now, here's what I mean. Now, here's two important questions that I would get to somebody. Usually, I would do the following. I would, let's say I understand something that I know that the person, something that they truly love. Let's, let's say they love the Toronto Raptors, okay? Maybe one of their passions is basketball and they just want to have maybe the courtside and they have Raptor gear and everything about them is Toronto Raptors, okay? So here's what I would sit there and I'd say, okay, so, and let's call the person Jim, okay? I would sit there and i go, Jim, let's say it's five years in the future from now, 2025. And we're sitting courtside, courtside at the Raptors. And you know, like truly there's us and there's the hardwood. Like our feet are touching the hardwood, right? Isn't that just awesome? We're sitting there. You know what? Even to the point where you can, when they're going down and you can hear the squeaks of the shoes. You know, when you sit really down low in a basketball game and you just squeak, 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 squeak and the dribble and the bounce and you just, we're sitting courtside. And we're watching the Raptors play and they're making another charge for the playoffs again. And I lean over to you and I look at you and I say, you know, Jim, what has had to have happened? So five years have gone by. Let's say five, seven years have gone by. Um, what has had to have happened for you to feel happy that we had a successful investment opportunity together? So remember, we're sitting courtside and I ask you to reflect upon the last seven years. What has had to happen over the last seven years in order for you to be happy with this investment opportunity if we were to move forward? And then I shut up. And then I listened to him and I listened to him talk about, yeah, you know, it just needed to be this and it needed to be that and needed to get this out of it. And I needed to just know that it was taken care of because I'm so crazy busy. And they would, he would just give me all this gold about what needs to happen in order for it to be a success. Now, another way of putting it out there is I, another way of saying it, if that was a long winded way is just say, you know, Jim, how would you define a successful investment opportunity? Seven years from now, looking back upon this, how would you define that this was a success? And let Jim tell you all the success, right? Now, remember, if they're telling you what needs to be a success, they're starting to sell you on the concept of working with you. They're giving you all this amazing information about what they need to see in a deal in order to work together for you. You know, and then usually out of the process of, of all this kind of stuff, you then need to bridge the conversation with, okay, Jim, um, seven years, we've done this deal. What kind of money, what kind of return would you like to see out of this? Like, what would you like to make for capital out of this transaction? Like, what would you need to make? And usually they either have a number, I'm, whatever number they tell me, I work with it. I do, it's like improv, right? You just, whatever they give you, you play off of it and you work with that. Um, and then if they don't have a number, they really don't, you just keep asking the question, well, what, what would it need to be? What, it, what needs to, to happen? And I'll tell you what, I've done this enough and I've trained enough people that typically, usually what happens with most people is the number of $100,000 comes up, right? You know what I would like to make in the next seven years, I'd like to make $100,000 from this investment opportunity. And here are the five things that need to happen in order for this to be a success. Awesome. Okay. I still don't know their why. I still don't know why they want to make $100,000, but at least I've got them to benchmark a number on what it is, and I know a lot about what they're, what they're trying to accomplish. Now, here's the magical questions that comes from here. So let's just use $100,000. Okay, so from $100,000, here's the question that I would ask. 
The next one is, what would you do with $100,000? Let's say in seven years' time, we made that $100,000 and I wrote a check and I handed you that check and it said $102,000 on it. Woohoo! High five would be the first thing. What would you do with that $102,000? And then I shut up and I listen and I listen and I listen. If most people's first answers would be fairly pedestrian. They'd be fairly typical. Oh, well, you know, I'd pay this or I'd reinvest it back with you again. And I'd say, you know, God bless you. And I'd be happy to help you out. But really, what would you do? Let's dream. What would you do with that $102,000? And then you listen, you want to really listen to something. And usually when you're having that conversation, if you're just sensing energy and body language and you're sensing, eventually something will click. Eventually, they'll say something. Eventually, there will be a trigger point that they'll just say, you know what I would really do if that was the case? I would take that $102,000 and I would buy the family cabin up at Round Lake and I would just know that I have a place that I would take the family to and I just would have that, that cabin up there that's been in our family all these years and I just know I would just take care of the family. And then all of a sudden they just perk up and their eyes perk up or it's going to be pay off a house or it's going to be help mom and dad or it's going to be the kids college fund or something emotional, right? Something that just wakens them up, something that just triggers. You can just honestly see their eyes start lighting up and they just start glowing within and they could talk for hours on that kind of thing. Now you know their why. This is their reason why. Another way of putting it is. Uh, here's another deeper way of doing that is, okay, so you made $100,000, $102,000. What would it mean to you? Like truly, what would it mean to you to be able to make that $100,000, $102,000 in seven years? They would come back and they would say something like, you know what, I could just tell all those guys in high school, all those hockey guys that I play and sit there and goes, I made something of myself. I could show mom and dad or whatever. It's just something you just never know. It's just sometimes the deeper meaning. So it's not the money you're going to make it's more important that you get a clear understanding of what the money means to your investor. So let's let's just keep walking through the process of they are going to use the $102,000 to go buy uh, the family cabin uh, at a round lake. Okay, awesome. Now, here's what I do is I now start attaching the investment opportunity I have to helping them buy the cabin. I don't talk about a property. Anymore. I don't talk about the property. Okay, so let's go through the process. So I've, I've, uh, I've got very clear on why they want to work with me. Okay, I've got a clear target on potentially a profit number that they want to make in a time frame. I put them into the future and I'm very clear on why they want to deal with it. Then here's the next powerful question I will ask them. Very powerful. It's okay. And then what was it? Jim. It was Jim. Okay, Jim, what's stopping you from making $102,000 in the next seven years? What's that truly is what's stopping you? Shut up. Then you shut up. Okay. I'm not, I'm not telling you to tell Jim to shut up. I'm telling you when you're having the conversation, just be quiet and listen. Okay. So Jim, truly, what is stopping you from making $102,000 in the next seven years? And then I listen. And if they come back with me and say, nothing, nothing is stopping me. I have all the tools. I can do this. I can go do this and that. And they say, I believe you can. High five. Go for it, right? Go, go all in. But what I'm listening for and what most people will just say is they go, look, I, I don't know. I don't have a plan. I have no idea what I'm doing. I truly just, uh, that's why we're having this conversation. I see all these other people doing it and I know there's a way, but I'm just feeling a little bit lost. I don't have a plan. I'm feeling lost. I don't know what to do. Those are magic words that I'm looking for from them talking to me. And when they tell me one of those magic words, I then lead in with the next question is, would you like my help? And then I shut up again. 
Would you like my help is a powerful closing strategy when working with an investor. They've told you that they can't do it, that they don't have a plan, that they don't know what they're doing. They want to get the result, but they just have no clue on how to get there. And then you ask them is, would you like my help? The answer is either yes or no. No, I can do it myself. No problem. I believe you can do it yourself too. Go for it. Do you need help? What do you need? Do you need a realtor? Do you need a mortgage broker? What do you need? Who do you need to help with that? Go for it. But most times the people will say is, you know, that's why we're having a conversation. Russell, yes, I absolutely need your help in this conversation. Then now that they've given me permission, I now have permission to make a presentation to them of an investment opportunity. Okay, I will not potentially make a presentation of a property opportunity right there on the spot. What I will then do is I will go away and I will put together my presentation opportunity to match all the details they told me. Now, for example, they told me they wanted to make $100,000 in seven years. I would take a look at my portfolio and my opportunity, my, my opportunities that I have on the shelf is can this property make $102,000 in the next seven years based upon the $97,000 they have to invest? Yes, here's one, I'm gonna start putting this together. And when I start building the presentation deck, take a guess what I'm gonna put into the presentation deck. I'm gonna put pictures of the loons on the lake. I'm gonna take a picture of the boat at the dock. I'm gonna take a picture of them and the family buying the cabin at the lake and I'm putting it into their language of what's most important. That's how I make the presentation to them, okay? They have to first give me permission before I will ever go and make a presentation to them. Here, most people get the sequence wrong in this process. Most people will sit there, they put something out on social media, somebody says, I'm interested, and then they fire them off a presentation deck. And then they go, well, I don't know why the person's not getting back to me. I go, okay, well, what makes them tick? What's their why? What are their details? What are their abilities? What's the reason why? And have, you cl have they given you permission to send that deck to them? Well, no, okay, well then guys, why don't you try this first? Uh, just reverse the process a little bit, is do not present an opportunity until you can have a discovery session with somebody, and I guarantee your closing ratio will go through the roof if you actually have a discovery session first. And your time, you will actually shortcut the time. This is truly a hack, and I hate that word of hack. Let me say, this is truly a master tip, if I'm gonna share it. I'm, no more hacking. Hacking is, to me, is a, is a concept that you shortcut and you don't do the work. This is truly a mastery tip of doing this is make the presentation after they've given permission and after you know what makes them tick. Um, the next step in the process is going to be uh, the 4M framework and how do you structure the deals, okay? So if any of you are interested in how I structure my deals or how to structure the deals, if you're interested, you gotta come back next week. <laughs> <laughs> well, how's that for leaving wanting more? So if you guys come back next week, I will walk you through my four-step simple process. And there's only four variables you need to negotiate when you're talking about how do you structure deals. And each one of those are a little bit different. So I'm gonna share with you that next week. I've been teasing you guys and mentioning all along a whole, a whole time that there's some gifts. So here's two free gifts that I'm gonna offer each and every one of you. Gift number one, is, um, and I offered this last week, if any of you wanted to join join us live. We had, I had a we had a webinar last Wednesday night. Yeah, it was last Wednesday night. Um, it was phenomenal. It was, um, it, was the, it was a strategy on how to negotiate and close on a $725,000 vendor take back. It was just phenomenal. One of the members of the Raising Capital Academy, Mr. Michael Bug, just, just knocked it out of the park. 
And um, I made that offer last week if anyone wanted to join us live. I'm now almost got it edited. Probably need about three or four more days. I'll have it edited. If any of you want the replay to that webinar, I'd be happy if you guys came through and you've watched this. I'll give you that replay of where Mike just went through and we just talked about the entire process of negotiating a vendor take-back mortgage. So that's gift number one. Gift number two is if you guys are interested, this script that I keep talking about and this checklist and stuff like that, I will give it to you. I have, I believe in helping and supporting people on their journey. I will give you that checklist because remember, my goal, one of my goals is to help inspire a million people. I'm gonna give you the tools and resources to help you buy one more property. And if that means I need to give you a checklist and some of my magic words and how I handle the conversations, that's a tool and a resource you need. So I will 100% give you that checklist. And I just have so much fun putting these presentations together. And I truly can do these all day long. As a matter of fact, I've just, maybe I'll shoot a video on how I set up my video studio here. I turn on a video camera every single day, every single day to try to shoot something. Now, here's some inspiration for you guys. Um, last Thursday, I had one of those Facebook memories. Facebook memory, it was Thursday. It was three years ago, last Thursday, that I published my first video, first one. I was so scared and so fearful of it. And three years ago, I published my first video. Since that time of three years, I have now produced over 200 hours. And I'm at a point now where every single day I'm producing some kind of content to help people move forward and inspire people to keep moving forward. And, um, I, and for those of you that are part of the Raising Capital Academy, guys, three years ago, not one of those things existed. Now, put that in perspective on how much content and how much information is there. Three years ago, not one minute existed, okay? And, but here's the message. I'm not trying to brag on you or flex my muscles or whatever. What I'm here to do is to impress upon you that if you actually take the time and effort and you focus on something, if you have a burning desire to try to get something done, anything can happen over a, over a course of time. And if you think that maybe raising $100,000 from somebody is, is daunting, um, go through the process. Get Surround yourself with people that are doing it. Learn how the steps of the process are. And you take daily actions in three years, you won't even recognize yourself. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to sign off with my customary sign off is each and every day with every person that you meet, make sure that they leave feeling inspired encouraged, and always come from a place of love. Okay, with that, everybody, bye for now. All right, everyone. So sure hope you enjoyed segment number four of this five-part exclusive podcast uh, series, Masterclass of Building Out Your Real Estate Investing Plan and Overcoming the Biggest Obstacles You Will Face Within Real Estate. So we're only four steps in. There's still another very important step upcoming. And that step that's upcoming is on how do you structure your deals. I have a very simple framework that I'm going to share with you that I do every single time I have a uh, conversation and I get to the point where somebody is qualified and I'm ready to present a deal and a structure of a deal of a very, very simple four-step 
process and a four-step framework. And the beautiful thing is, as you can tell, I like my acronyms and I like my simple things of explaining. The beautiful part of that process is each one of the things start with the letter M and even a simple farm boy from Saskatchewan like myself can understand this one. So guys, um, there, I believe there was also a free gift that was offered in this one about qualifying your investors. So by all means, please, uh, wherever you're listening to this podcast, download that free gift. I believe there's another training video on top of this as well that you can watch and you will get access to the script. You'll get access to those questions. You'll get access to how to qualify people and having that conversation. And truly, and I'm trying not to make this sound really hypey and hype. I always get tripped up on this stupid word. Hyperbole. I'm trying not to make this hype and hyperbole is if you master this step, if you master the process of qualifying people, you will save your time. You will eliminate your frustrations and you will close more capital. This truly is the key to the vault. If you take the time to learn how to turn the combination lock. Okay, guys, make sure you download the, um, the script that was offered here and make sure you uh, subscribe, leave, some feedback, leave a comment and stay tuned. Episode number five, the final part to this five-part series is coming up right around the bend. And guys, always remember, you know how we end these podcasts. Always leave people feeling inspired, encouraged, and always come from a place of love. Bye for now, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Russell Westcott Podcast. Before you run off, could you do us one final favor? Wherever you're listening to this episode, we encourage you to leave a review, share with your friends, and subscribe so you can receive the latest episode to keep you feeling inspired and encouraged for the entire week. Visit www.russellwestcott.com for more information, support resources, and upcoming speaking engagements near you. Bye for now. Bye for now.